Welcome to Commune, a global wellness community and online course platform featuring some of the world's greatest teachers. We are on a mission to inspire, heal, pass down wisdom, and bring the world closer together. This is the Commune Podcast, where each week we explore the ideas and practices that help us live this connected and purpose-filled life. You can check out our courses, our community, and everything we do at onecommune.com. Today's episode is an excerpt from our Commune course, Principles of Permaculture with Warren Brush and Quail Springs. If you're interested in this topic, I highly recommend you register for the free masterclass that Warren teaches on the ancient roots of regenerative agriculture. Just go to onecommune.com roots to sign up for a time to watch. Now, whether you are interested in permaculture or have never even heard the word before, you'll come away from this one-hour masterclass with a better understanding of how to source the food you eat in a way that is life-sustaining rather than life-draining. So head on over to onecommune.com roots to sign up. And now here's Warren talking about our relationship with the sun captured sunlight storages such as wood and oil and the importance of moving our consumption of sunlight closer to the present moment. My name is Jeff Krasno and welcome to Commune. One of our goals as a permaculture designer is to produce more calories in our system than we consume. And there's only one way to do that. And that is that we, you know, in a closed system, uh, what did that Einstein guy say about uh, basically you can't produce more energy in a system than, uh, than what's already there, that the system is a closed system. But thankfully, we have sunlight. We have sunlight which is outside of our system that can actually bring new energy in. So the only way for us as designers to produce more calories than we consume is to harmonize our design to work with what I call real-time sunlight, which means the closer we are to the sunlight of today and the transformation of that sunlight through the photosynthesis process to produce proteins and carbohydrates and lignans and all the the aspects that are life, the more we're going to be regenerative. So a lot of the sunlight that what, what happens with it is it develops into storages. So it creates life, so it might start to build a tree. So here you have a, a young tree is photosynthesizing and it's growing itself and growing and growing and growing until it comes to its full expression and climax. And when you have a huge tree like the one you see in this picture, there is an enormous amount of sunlight energy actually stored in that tree. So if you take that tree down and you cut it down, you basically harvest that sunlight energy. So like when you go and you're, those of you who live somewhere where you, you heat your home with fire, um, so you have a, 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 a wood stove in your house and you go and you chop the wood, you're chopping down stored sunlight energy and you're bringing it into your home and you're lighting, you're basically setting loose that sunlight energy. I love to look at that when you're looking at a firelight, that you're actually looking at sunlight in a way. 
um, the, it's another form of the sunlight. And so the sun becomes really important and we want to bring the storages of that sunlight and the use of that sunlight energy as close to real time as possible. So even cutting a tree down might be you know, a young tree might be 20 or, you know, even 10 years old. You could get a tree that you could harvest for, um, for uh, firewood or for cooking or for even making furniture. You can, you can cut that energy down and it's still only about 10 years old. And here in the picture, this might be 200 years old. Uh, this is an old growth tree and all that natural capital and all that stored sunlight has now been removed from so many places. So as you go out and you see a degraded landscape, one of the things that I see as a permaculture designer is that the sunlight storages are no longer there, that we've removed that from the landscape. And now there's less energy available for survival there. And often the systems that regenerate that sunlight have been disabled as well. So in permaculture, what we're trying to do is design to bring the sunlight storages back to optimal production. So let me put it in a different way. How many, if, you, if we look at the, one of the most utilized sunlight energies that humanity uses today is actually fossilized. So it's ancient, ancient sunlight energy and it's stored in the form of oil. So when we think of gasoline for our car, I like to think of energetically, how much does that actually mean calorically? And so I wanna just share with you, like if you were to take one gallon of gasoline, so just think one gallon of gas, you know, you might have a Prius that gets you 45 miles per gallon um, that, you know, is pretty good, or you might have a Toyota Tacoma that gives you 20 miles per gallon. But all of that, gallon of gas is still sunlight energy. So let me ask you, how many tons of plant material do you think it takes to produce one gallon of gas? One ton? I mean, think about how much a ton is of plant material. I mean, think of just lifting the leaves out of your front lawn, you know? <laughs> it's like, they, you know, they're pretty light. Well, how much plant material, a little few, few cords of wood, like how much does that weigh? And you start to look at that and say, wow, well maybe five tons. 10 tons are you asking? 20? Well actually it's 98 tons. And that's amazing, 98 tons per gallon. So that's basically the equivalent of four large semi-trucks, which I just uh, took this picture driving down Highway 99 in California yesterday, and I needed a picture for this presentation, and there it was. I thought, oh, I'm not gonna see this truck, but there it was, a truck bringing uh, trees out of, the, um, out of the Sierra Nevada. And it is basically four truckloads of that wood through the process that makes oil so that, you know, that digestion that happens deep in the core of the earth or deep into the earth that actually creates one gallon of gas. Let me put it in another term. If you were to hook up, let's say, a stationary bicycle and hook it up to a car generator to produce a certain amount of electricity, you know, you can gauge the amount of electricity or calories of energy that get produced from generating how long would you have to pedal that bike, that stationary bike, to produce the same amount of energy as one gallon of gas? Well, how long do you think? A few hours maybe? Five hours, one gallon of gas? How long does it take you to go 20 miles? Well, maybe a week, maybe a month? Well, guess what? It's six months 
of 24-hour full-time riding to be able to produce the same amount of energy as one gallon of gas. Now that is a huge amount of stored sunlight energy. And unfortunately, modern design has built our systems to be reliant on that form of sunlight, that highly high energy embodiment of sunlight to be able to uh, make the systems produce what they need to survive. So, for example, it takes 10 calories of energy in a modern industrial agricultural system to produce one calorie of food. Now, does that make sense to you? It does not to me. When we're producing food, we should be producing more calories than they consume. There's a researcher in, in the central part of America who, his name's uh, Steve Moore, who is a professor who did a study based on using agroecological uh, principles that we involve in, in permaculture design. And he tracked the amount of energy in and energy out. And one of the things he found was that these, these highly diverse ecologically designed agriculture systems can produce 36 calories of energy for one, ener one calorie of energy input. Now that's what we need to be able to produce more energy than we consume in the systems that, that support us. And I think it's really important for us to look at where is sunlight energy in our design. If you live in a house that's a suburb of, of Las Vegas and right you know, you're in the time of summer and you have your air conditioning on, think of how much of that fossilized energy that's being used just to make your house habitable. And if you don't have that air conditioning, likely the house wasn't designed to be habitable. And so you have all these systems in place that are, that if that sunlight energy storage is no longer available, the systems would collapse. And to me, that's a vulnerability we should not be designing for. And that's one of the exciting parts of permaculture design because we're designing the opposite of that, how to have resilient, abundant, and redundant resources to be able to provide for what we need. Thanks for listening. As always, feel free to email me at jeffk at onecommune.com or follow me on Instagram at Jeff Krasman. And make my mom proud. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's all from the commune for this week. My name is Jeff Krasna, and I am here for you.